0: Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the definitive developers podcast in fantabulous Chelsea, Manhattan. I'm your host, Michael Nunez, our co-host today, Dave Anderson, and our producer, William Jeffries. And today, we're talking about Pair Program, and it's going to be a series, because we're going to have a lot to talk about. Got a lot of thoughts. We got a lot of thoughts on pairing. It's been a while since we've had this conversation about pairing, and we figured, hey, let's bring it up again. After a couple of years- Got to do a reboot. Yep. of talking about <laughs> other content. yeah, <laughs> bring it back, baby. Let's go. Well... We got a bigger budget. We got a... <laughs> microphone will sound a little better. Mm. Oh, yeah. you know, everything is good. More explosions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, we're talking about pair programming. I'm going to pretend from now on that I have no idea what this is. What is pair programming? Oof, that is a tough one. It is kind of hard to define.
1: I think that, like... So, I would say... When you're pairing on something, you have two minds working on one problem.
0: Okay.
2: I mean, that's a pretty good way to put it.
1: Yeah. I think there's like, there are a lot of edge cases where people are like, oh, but is it pairing if you do X? Like, what if we split a ticket front and back end? That's not really pairing.
0: Mm. What if we split a sandwich for lunch? <laughs> is that pairing? No, and, and I want mm. my other half of the sandwich, too. Thank you very much. What if we order a soup and a
2: sandwich? Half a soup and half a sandwich, and then you eat the soup and I eat the
1: sandwich. Well, I mean, somebody did think about how to pair the soup and the sandwich.
0: Yeah. You know? And that person right. is crazy. I don't want a whole soup or a whole sandwich. <laughs> but taking two minds and planning them to work on one problem. Yeah, I think normally you would see,
1: like like the classical pair programming exercise would be two developers who are both working on the same machine together on the same problem. So you might, maybe you have two monitors, two keyboards, two mice, that would really be ideal. That would be the setup. Yeah, yeah, that's ideal. Into one laptop and everybody's, you know, both people are, are working on the same code at the same time. There's like one cursor.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But that's more of, like, an ergonomics and comfort thing. Like, you can also pair, like, you know, with one person on the keyboard and monitor and the other person, like, hunched over their side, like, kind of just leaning into their personal space. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, that, that Those are the greatest pairing stations
0: when you're, like, breathing down someone's neck. <laughs> yeah, you can also, you can use
1: Tuple. Tuple being a fantastic successor to Screen Hero, which was very tragically murdered by mm-hmm. Slack. Mm-hmm.
0: But for ergonomics' sake, we use two of the same tools. Yeah, I mean, I've seen
1: people like pass the laptop back and forth, which is just such a pain. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess that works. It is still pairing,
2: it's just a pain. Right. And it can be like harder to follow the thread if you don't have like a second monitor or what have you. But it's still possible, right? Like,
0: if you have one widescreen monitor, One keyboard, one mouse, one machine, it is still very possible to pair.
1: Right. Yeah. As long as you're both working on the same problem at the same time. Right. I think other edge cases like come up. Like, so if you have a problem and you ask somebody to come over and look at it real quick and they, you know, look at it for 30 seconds and then they make a suggestion and then they leave,
0: is that pairing? No. I don't think so. I have I, never heard I of pairing before. I've never heard <laughs> of pairing before, but, <laughs> but that, that just sounds <laughs> like I asked Bobby for help. He came by and said, yo, change <laughs> that and then left.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then, but then you get into the gray area where it's like, okay, well, what if they stay for an hour? Okay, what if they stay for like a day? Like all day?
0: Okay. Like, all right, so there's sort of a, it begins to blur a little. Right. So, I mean, but is pairing just someone there sitting next to you as you do all the work? I mean, I think,
2: Pairing implies like a shared ownership of the result, like where there's going to be some give and take Mm -hmm. between the two people. Like, ideally, the end result will be something that neither developer would have written on their own. Like, the thing that comes out of it will hopefully be better than what those two developers would do, or like the result of the shared context that both developers have.
0: I see. So, by having two minds on a particular problem, will help them come up with a much better solution than one individual working on said problem.
1: Right. It's like the bottleneck isn't that you can't type fast enough, right? When you're solving these engineering challenges, it's, it's never that like, oh, if only I could type faster, then all of this would be done so much more quickly. It's oh, like yeah. the problem is you have to think through and understand the problem and then come up with solutions. And so having two people who are constantly getting each other unstuck can mean... That you go even faster. You go more than twice as fast as one person could go by themselves.
0: Right. And that's more like how do you pair? Are there different roles that people take? And what are the names of set roles? pop quiz uh-oh <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, no, it's because i don't mm. know i have no idea
1: what perry yeah, is you're, you're really catching on quick there you just uh, intuited I'm, the that there are roles and that's wonderful
0: i mean i don't know I, I can't imagine a scenario where both me and the other person are typing really as we get the work done twice as fast <laughs> yeah
2: like, that's yeah. true you can't just like take like your role is the left half of the keyboard and mine is the right half of the <laughs> keyboard
0: there's a meme somewhere on the internet list where some <laughs> TV show does that. And that's how me and my pair, I mean, I don't know about pairing, but I think I see people do that all the time. It was in mm-hmm. a dream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you guys seen the pair spooning
1: video? No. Oh, man. That is not it's hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> right, yeah, we'll have to include a link in the show notes because it's hysterical.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm going to click that link for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I- <laughs>
1: So there are roles. So there are roles. So yes. I mean, typically you do driver navigator and okay. one person is driving. They're the people, they're the person with their hands on the keys. And then the other person is navigating and they are trying to keep the big picture in mind mm-hmm. and like make helpful suggestions, keep track of, you know, things that need to be investigated later, act sort of like an external hard drive for the, you know, the driver
2: who's acting more like RAM. mm mm-hmm right and like just like navigating someone in a car there are it's a skill like there are ways to do it poorly like you know telling someone to turn like right at the turn that's not going to help because like you won't have enough reaction time to do it or it'll be jarring right or like telling someone like how to move every minute detail of their car like hey uh, you should get in the left lane and activate your blinker and go at this speed and whatever like that would just be like backseat driving at that point Like, keep the trust that like the base mechanical function of like writing the code and like getting the thing done is going to be completed by the driver
0: Okay, so I am definitely a horrible navigator because I tell people to make the turns way too late. To <laughs> it, you know, so I'm pretty sure I'll be really bad at navigating at parent. Actually,
1: sometimes it's better to let the person make the mistake and then point out the, mis- the mistake after they've had a chance to see if, like, after you wait and see if they're going to correct it on their own, like a tempo. So we wait for them to be like,
2: them- you missed the turn, and you're like, now you remember next time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, so I the ma- metaphor breaks down a little
1: bit yeah. anyway, Brad. I imagine you're,
0: so what like, William is saying is like when you know someone is writing a method let them finish before you go after every single <laughs> thing that they're typing
1: Right. Like, or if they make a typo, they're probably used to making a typo, finishing a thought, going back and fixing it, because that's their normal workflow when they're working solo. Right. And so, to interrupt that flow and be like, ah, fix it now, Yeah,
0: you know, is really disruptive. Yeah. It's like, you spell return wrong. Like, go back and fix it. You're like, yeah. well, I was going to get to that. I can see the squiggly line kind of thing. <laughs> Do you guys know of any other tools that... I mean, like, the navigate... I mean, excuse me. The driver, it has a keyboard and mouse that person is occupied the navigator is just hanging out is that what's happening just watching the driver punch keys looking at him at the side of his face or
2: yeah. ideally they have some snacks yeah okay or- so, he's
0: just- <laughs> so the navigator is a snack lord <laughs> yeah
2: just <laughs> well you know that, that can help too because you know you can you can <laughs> give them a chicken sandwich or something Oh like, yeah. <laughs> get oh. that Wendy's chicken sandwich mm-hmm. pass it over to the driver
0: Yeah. Let them take a bite. (laughs) Keep their their eyes on the road. Exactly. That's important. That's very, very important.
2: Uh, No. Yeah. Like the, like William mentioned, there's like the overarching goal of like what is trying to be accomplished. Like, you know, I find sometimes it's helpful as a navigator to like, you know, write down on a card, like when something comes up that needs to get done and then like decide together what, that thing is that we're we're doing right now. So maybe something comes up and we're like, oh, we should think about this, but let's try to focus like, you know, straight ahead and get to the end of this particular task. Mm. Cause I know for me personally, like when I work solo, I think one of the things that really helps for me with pair programming is just that extra focus on getting to the smallest goal. Mm. as opposed to like kind of picking up little tiny pieces of things as you go and like kind of not staying true to like the best practices or the, mm. the form.
0: All right, cool. So we know what are some of the things we can do to pair. All right. And we got the roles down packed, but I'm going to ask the next question. Why? William mentioned before, you know, it's two people thinking about one problem. How is it any different when a person A single developer works on something and then another person, you know, looks at it at a pull request and a peer review. And those two individuals could be working on two separate things and then review each other's work when the PR is up. Uh, Do you guys have any thoughts on that as to why we need to have two people on one problem? We can have two people on two problems. Sometimes you can end up in a
2: situation where the code gets to code review and there's some flaw and it needs to be reworked Mm. or there's some suggestion that the other developer has like related to style or structure or implementation and you just kind of go back to the drawing board. Mm. And if those people are pairing, then you wouldn't have to do that. You wouldn't have to do rework. You wouldn't have
0: that waste. Right. So it's like immediate feedback because that person is sitting right next to you and that you can talk to that person to talk about the over the, grand scheme of things of this feature rather than waiting to the very end in a pull request where they could have had a completely different suggestion that would cause you to redo some of that work right like yeah exactly the the idea of
2: feedback is like really crucial to the practice of pair programming you have to be like very vocal and communicate those concepts and Mm -hmm. have a give and take in exchange because otherwise you are just sitting next to each other and not collaborating. Mm. And that's like really one of the core things with, with extreme
0: programming which was a big or is a big champion of pair programming. So it's like fast feedback that you get from an individual who's sitting right next to you versus waiting till the very end of the pull request. There's more people kind of know what this feature is going to do because it's not just one person who worked on it, it's now two people.
2: Oh yeah, totally. There's less of a bus factor.
0: And people learn I guess when you are pairing with someone else you may learn a thing or two rather than working by yourself and getting this feature done. I imagine that's another reason.
2: Yeah, you may know one way of doing a thing or you know one workflow but by collaborating closely with someone where you're actually like really intimately sharing your editor and everything on the whole keyboard like and going through the whole process of programming then you can pick
0: up like little small tidbits that Help you work better along the way. Do you find that you collaborate more with your team members because you paired?
1: I think that pairing regularly builds social bonds and that improves collaboration overall. It's like if most of the people on your team are just people who work nearby, you don't really get to know them, you don't really get to trust them the way you do when you are actually actively collaborating for extended periods of time on things that you have to ship together. Mm -hmm. When you have that really tight working relationship, I think the social bonds get stronger. And then, you know, just in general, when you're working together, things are easier and you're more likely to grab a coworker and say like, hey, can you help me out with this thing? Like, let's go over to the whiteboard because you trust them and you know where their expertise lies and You've seen them help you with things before. So you know what that's like.
2: Yeah. And I guess like every developer kind of brings to a situation a different background. Like, even if you are a new developer, like the things that you learned along the way to becoming a new developer are different than the things that someone who's a senior developer or has been doing it for a longer time or been at this company for a longer time knows. So there's good opportunity for cross pollination both ways mm. where the person who's more experienced in the code base can give some context about how it's structured or what style is preferred. And even the person who's like new to the code may have different experience. Like they may have more backend experience and like advise someone who's like not as experienced in backend. Like, oh, hey,
0: like in general, like you might want to consider this alternative right or like i think what i find like in my life now is that other people have more time so they can do like research on like cool things that we can do to solve a particular problem and you wouldn't know that if you were if you weren't pairing with an individual because you have your own set of tools that you would have implemented into said code base but bobby may have you know seen like a cool new thing some new hotness that we can introduce to help with this problem that we're doing oh totally
2: yeah like hooks came out and i was like exasperated i was like i don't want to learn this (laughs) crap but then like (laughs) but then someone on my team was like this is so cool i want to learn this and like figure out how to use it and then you know they did and they shared that knowledge with me through pairing and i'm like Okay, I get it.
0: I could see why.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think people are just hardwired to learn by observing someone who already possesses that skill. Like going back to the days of guilds.
0: Right.
2: Mm. Or cavemen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Simon says. (laughs) Apprenticeships. Although, I, I don't know, that makes it feel a little bit more hierarchical than it
2: actually is. Right, but it is like learn by doing.
1: Yeah. Do you find
0: work more fun?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get to be buds. You know, you start high-fiving every time your tests pass. It's a good time. Just so many high-fives. I mean, it can also be really stressful, like, if you're
2: not getting along with your pair. Or if right. you're bad at high fives,
1: oh. I just keep missing.
0: Just look, yeah. at, look at the elbow. I don't understand that trick. That doesn't work. I don't get it. Someone's gonna have to tell me what this whole look at the elbow thing is. And when you do, I'm still not gonna get it. Just we'll letting do, you we'll know. We'll do
1: a little bit of yeah. like
0: learning by doing. We'll, later. We'll, we'll pair on it. Yeah, We'll pair on it. Oh my God! We'll pair on high we We're gonna pair, guys. <laughs> We're gonna pair, guys. I'm sure that there are many individuals who may identify as introvert. Do you feel like introverts would have a good experience with pairing or or not? I think so. I think most introverts enjoy one-on-one
1: interactions a lot more than group interactions. And right. so, like, to me, pairing falls into a pretty introvert-friendly activity. Right. I mean, I think that anybody's going to be exhausted if you pair all day, like yeah. eight hours a day straight.
0: Your voice literally gets tired. You talk for eight hours, <laughs> which is not often something you may do. That's tiring for anybody. Right. Thinking Unless you that's your job where you talk for eight hours. But even then, that might be tiring. Yeah. And I imagine this is just, you know, it's, it's fun times for someone who's an extrovert because they get to talk to someone and interact with people at the workplace. And that's part of their job. Yeah. Pairing. All right. I can see why people want to pair and, and stuff because I've, I've never done it before. Yeah. No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all.
2: (laughs) We'll have to go back to the tape on that.
0: I imagine that like when you're working and pairing with another individual, like it definitely keeps the both of you in check to ensure that you both are focused. Uh, This is my favorite part of pairing
1: is that you're constantly focused. Yeah. Yeah. There's really no room for distraction. Right. Because the other person's going to notice like, oh, he's... Check an email. We're on the same machine. I can see you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I see that tab is open.
1: Right. And it forces you to take breaks. And then you you start planning the breaks because you want to coordinate. And it's like, okay, both of us do have to check email. That's a real thing. Right. Right. So, we're going to do a Pomodoro break or whatever. We're going to take five minutes. We'll go both go to the bathroom, check email, whatever you need to do. And then we'll meet back here. And that sort of break regulation. Mm -hmm. just makes you much more productive. It's like when you take a break, you never have to worry about getting out of control because you've got somebody there holding you accountable who's going to meet up with you at a specific uh, specific time. And you also end up more focused because you are taking regular breaks. And a lot of people, you know, they just get stuck and they feel like they can't take a break or they shouldn't take a break or they just forget to take a break and
0: then you burn out. Yeah. And then you're fried and it's only like three o'clock in the afternoon. And then what do you do? You get another cup of coffee and then you're going to drink that coffee and then it's be super jittery by 8 p.m. And then you won't be able to sleep and then you'll have a horrible morning the next day. I'm not talking from experience. Then I promise. And you'll be even less productive and less able to focus and it's cycle. I, I promise I'm not talking from experience. <laughs> we did mention that this was a talk, meaning that we'll have more conversation on pair programming. And I think... The next steps that we would talk about, because I imagine now I'm a pro, since I just heard this episode and had this conversation with you guys, (laughs) is challenges that may arise, including the one of being tired and drinking coffee and then wrecking the night and the morning after. It's a good foreshadowing. Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You may need
0: some expert strategies. Oh, yeah. And we got them here at The Rabbit Hole. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going.